Um, good, good evening, everyone. Uh, I'd like to thank everyone for joining joining us this evening on a talk. Uh, I'm about to put two words together on a blog talk uh, podcast uh, with uh, me, Jameer, and uh, Dorothy. Um, I pray that everyone's having a blessed week. Um, actually, let me go ahead and. and uh, Open up with prayer Uh, Father we thank you for your goodness Grace and mercy We thank you for your salvation Father Um, Thank you for forgiving us Of our iniquity, sins and transgressions And um, I I lift up your name Father I I glorify your name And I worship your name Father Lord we lift up our country Father Lord United States of America Heal the people, heal the land Heal relationships, heal hearts Oh Father Reveal the plan of the enemy, Father, um, and draw your people towards you for this day, this time, and this age. We thank you, Father, Lord, that your will is being done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. uh, um, Thank you, everyone, again for tuning in this evening. We thank you for the Holy Spirit who will guide and direct us. um, thank you for Dorothy for uh letting us do this on this on this great uh network. Um and this week I actually want to do something that's called uh the modern nations and the Bible, our modern nations and the Bible. I've been talking about the millennial reign the last couple of weeks before that and I actually want to talk about this one. This is some one of the things I studied um for for quite some time, and I never talked about it on this show. But for I guess talking about the millennium ring got me thinking about this and everything going on in the world. And uh, this 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 is uh, actually um, I guess the title: Modern Nations in the Bible. Um, and again, this this right here is like a prophecy. So we have a lot of different interpretations of prophecies uh, in Scripture, particularly in Daniel and Revelation, and what it means. And uh, I would like to say this is uh, just the disclaimer. This is just what I believe according to the uh, Holy Spirit of the Word. And I know some people may not agree with it, but that that happens, you know. So, um, but the the main focus, I, I guess, I want to center it around since most of us listening are in the United States. Uh, that is America. Is America mentioned in the Bible at all? If, you, if there's any clues to America in the Bible and biblical prophecy, because um, if we are living in, in the last days and the last times, do you think that a, a country as powerful as the United States of America that there would be some kind of reference to it in there? You know, um, because the Bible does talk about different in there. You know, um, so maybe some. Had teachers, maybe they're not in there because maybe America is just. I have heard that America might be destroyed by a meteorite, or maybe they might be destroyed by uh, like the next the next war, which would probably be World War Three, or uh, maybe they America just might be destroyed from within from all the injustices and and the things that that they are saying that's going on. And that some of these are just possibilities why America is not seen in a. Or Bible prophecy, but another another option could possibly be 
that uh, maybe the United States of America is in a Bible, but it's just kind of like wrapped up in as a mystery or riddles is concealed, you know. Um, even Daniel, you know, that's one of the scriptures we actually were going after Daniel. He wrote about many of the things that would happen during the end of the age and uh, these end times. And uh, some of the things that he wrote about that uh, Father God had told him, he actually even asked God, what, what does all this mean? Uh, in Daniel chapter 12, verse 9, actually God says, uh, go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. So basically God, Father God said, uh, Daniel, um, this is not really for you to know, but uh, it says they are closed and sealed up until the time of the end. So whatever this time that uh, Father God is referring to, that there might be some revealing or unveiling of what the actual meaning is. Maybe the people during that time will understand it. Um, So anyway, I want to go through the main, one of the main verses we're going to be in is uh, Daniel chapter 7. Daniel chapter 7, because uh, it, it, it seems like that uh, this this uh, passage right here, could we be the, uh, for this Daniel chapter 12, verse 9, could we be the ones who uh, who would understand this information where it says they're closed up and sealed until the time of the end? Maybe, maybe not. I'll, I'll let you know what I've been studying and then you can kind of make your own judgment on it and if you agree or disagree again remember that thing is Father God is as our Lord and Savior that we accept Jesus as our Savior this right here is just optional belief you know but it's still good to talk about that's why I, I wanted to do this one but anyway Daniel chapter 7 Daniel chapter 7 um, we start on verse 1 in the first year of Belshazzar king of Babylon Daniel had a dream, and and the visions passed through his mind as he was lying in bed, and he wrote down the substance of his dream. And verse 2 says, And Daniel said, In my vision at night I looked, and there before me were four winds of heaven churned up the great sea. And verse 3 says, Four beasts, each different from the others, came out from the sea. Now this Daniel... This uh, Daniel uh, talking about these beasts, actually, uh, not Daniel, but Revelations, like they were talking about beasts also. And actually, that was the first Bible thing that I remembered is actually someone read to me. And ever since then, I've been interested in the Bible and the Bible prophecy. But it says, uh, verse 3, it says, Four great beasts, each different from the others, came up out of the sea. Saying, uh, these beasts that uh, Daniel is about to mention are not uh, actual animals that are going to come out the sea, okay? Um, they're actually symbols. And uh, and later on in the same chapter, Daniel, I'll go ahead and read them to you. Daniel chapter 7, verse 17, it says, uh, These great beasts are four kings which shall rise out of the earth. So these beasts are symbolizing kings. And uh, Daniel chapter 7, verse 23 says, The fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom which shall devour the whole earth. So we have... Uh, Basically, these uh, beasts are symbolizing kings and the kingdoms they rule over. And today, we we really don't call things kingdoms today. We refer to them as nations and countries and all those kind of things. So these four great beasts are actually talking about four kings or four nations. Um, 
that are uh, at some time and point will be on the earth. Uh, so let's go to Daniel chapter 7, verse 4. Daniel 7, verse 4 says, The first was like a lion, and it had wings of an eagle. And I watched until its wings were torn off of it, and it was lifted up from the ground so that it stood on two feet like a human being, and the mind of a human was given to it. So we're going to break this one down into a couple of parts, actually. We're going to talk about this first part right now. The first was like a lion that had eagle's wings. So um, if we if we think about uh, what kingdom or nation in the world today could be symbolized by a lion. Um, and actually, if you, uh, if you look in, in the dictionary, there is a country and a world today that is symbolized by a lion. Um, the country is Great Britain, Great Britain. And then uh, if you uh, look at their royal banner, they have a, their, their Britain flag that we know, but they also have a royal banner. And on that royal banner, they have a lion on it. And also, I've never been on a tour of Britain, but I actually looked at many videos. But at every uh, site of the historic significance, when you're, like, taking those tours um, around Britain, um, this is some famous square parts. I can't remember the actual square name, but they have these lions. All Like, almost at nearly every historic site, you have a, a sculpture of a lion, these big lions that's all around Great Britain. Um and even uh, if you look uh, at many international and international uh, news articles, you will see uh, Britain, they reference uh, Britain as a lion. Um, like in uh, Time Magazine, um, Newsweek, uh, and even different newspapers, you will see um, – even like you know, sometimes they have like little cartoon pages within Britain's own country. They have uh, caricatures or cartoons, and whenever they're talking about Britain, they use the symbol of the lion. Um, and even they have a professional football soccer team, and the mascot is a lion. Um, if you actually want to look at one of the articles, I, I wrote that down. Uh, and January 4th, 1980, is an article in the Indianapolis Star, and it says the Britain uh, lion roars over over Libya. The Britain lion roars over Libya. Um, actually, that one is in the China, China Delhi, uh, is in the China Delhi, which is in March 2017. But it's another article, also in the Indianapolis Star. So. Could it be just a coincidence? Did that? Uh, maybe that's just a coincidence. Let's look at this uh, second one. Uh, Daniel chapter seven verse five. And there before me was a second beast, which looked like a bear, and it was raised up on one of its sides, and it had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth, and it was told to get up and eat your fill of flesh. Now, uh, what country in the world do you think represents a bear? <laughs> Um, well, actually, the country uh, Russia is represented by the bear. Actually, the the bear appears in many of uh, Russia's works of art. If you go to the country, you will see the bear in a lot of places. Actually, in the 1980 Olympics, Russia mascot was a bear. They actually, you know, like 
when the country was, uh, I guess, I believe they was hosting the Olympics, and they chose the bear as the country's mascot. Um, and also one very interesting thing is uh, Russia actually has a, a military aircraft. It's, it's a bomber aircraft. It's called the Tu-95 Russian Bear Bomber, the Russian Bear Bomber. And uh, internationally, just like um, Britain's Line has used, been used in different news articles, uh, the Russian bear has been in different characters in news articles. Actually, if you look at Time magazine, recently, maybe though this was five years ago, but it had a picture when uh, President Obama was president of the United States that had his picture on there. And right next to him, well, it had a little caption coming out of Obama saying, uh, can we be friends? And right next to him was a bear, <laughs> which symbolized Russia. Um, uh, so that's uh, the second beast which it talks about it uh, was like a bear. So that could be a coincidence. And, and there's also hundreds and hundreds of articles when you look online um, Actually, at uh, the Fiscal Times in 2015, it says the Russian bear is back. So it's, it's so many articles you can look online, and you can see Russia and bear associated closely together. Let's go down to this next beast, uh, Daniel chapter 7, verse 6. Um, and after that, I looked, and there before me was another beast, one that looked like a leopard. And on its back, it had four wings like those of a bird, and the beast had four heads, and it was given authority to rule. Um, now, this is like another one of those combination beasts, but it says the leopard had four heads and four wings like a bird. And so we asked the question, what country is symbolized by the leopard? Um, Germany. Germany is a country that has been associated and symbolized by the leopard. Um there's been some debate if the leopard is a, actually the official animal of uh, Germany. There has been some dictionaries that have said it was and some that has not said it was. But the world's number one tank, if you look at the world's number one tank, is actually made by Germany. And guess what the tank is called? It is called the leopard <laughs> the leopard tank. So just like Britain, I mean, uh, Russia got to be a bear bomber plane, Germany has a a leopard tank. But what about these uh four wings on its back? Well, um Germany throughout the uh centuries, you know, they have had a strong alliance with the with France. Um France like Germany and France, even though they had a few conflicts, but after that they have been very, very, really close friends. And France, you know, um the national animal of France is the uh, a rooster, a rooster, rooster wings or whatever. And if you look at the rooster uh, in France, they actually use, they put on their coins, on some coins, they put the rooster on there. And it's also been, you know, like the mailing stamps, how we have the flag on ours or, or something like that. They actually sometimes will put a rooster with uh the wings or, you know, like that on their stamps that use the melon. And it also says in this that it had this beast had been given a authority to rule. Um what's interesting about that is uh in Germany, you know, like the 
even though we have had like the Gulf War, Persian War, Vietnam War, those have been wars, but they have not been like on a major conflict scale. Um, but the last actual three major wars, um, which is our World War Two, World War One, and also this one is very old, the 1870 Franco-Germany War. These are pretty big world wars, and uh, they were all started by one country. They were all started by Germany, and uh, so we see that this this leopard on this beast it had four different heads. Um, so I believe uh, the, these heads represents the different times that uh, Germany has uh, risen and fallen. So that was only that's World War One, World War Two, then the 1870s. So that's three. So we got four, four more times that uh, Germany is. Uh, or we got one more time to represent the fourth head um, for Germany. And if you ever, if you, you have to like really study history for to understand these uh, from where I'm coming from. But Germany has had uh, what you call three rights, three rights. Um, and those are the different times that Germany has risen to power, world power. And actually right now, uh, Germany is currently in the uh, fourth right. Or, or they don't call it the fourth right, but right now Germany is uh, one of the most powerful and wealthy countries in all of Europe, though many people do not realize that that right now Germany is one of the most powerful and and our richest uh, nations in all of Europe. So just a summary so far, we got the Russian bear, we got Great Britain, the lion, then we have uh, the leopard, which is Germany. So we got those. Now, um, the verse that we at six. So now let's go to verse seven. Um, verse seven. And after that, in my vision at night, I looked, and there before me was a fourth beast, terrifying and frightening and very powerful. And it had large iron teeth. It crushed and devoured its victims and trampled underfoot whatever was left. And it was different from the former beast, and it had ten horns. Okay, these ten horns, we know that they are, um, of course, ten kings, and kings equals ten different nations. Uh, Daniel, Daniel chapter 7, verse 24 says, The ten horns are ten kings who will come from this kingdom, and after them, another king will rise different from the earlier ones, and he will subdue three kings. So um, now who is this ten-horned beast? What is this? This right here is something I believe that we really don't know yet, but um, just as, as a clue, a possible, possible clue, uh, in 2018, France president actually, along with Germany, they proposed a European army which will be a coalition of guess how many of how many nations? Uh of ten nations. Of ten nations, uh and I'm not sure that that one is it, but in twenty eighteen, um, because America wants to take their army out of uh Europe and they want to take their army out of NATO and Europe was like, Well, we gotta actually come up with our own army. So they in twenty eighteen they came up with this idea to create a ten nation coalition of armies. So this could be this uh, 10 uh, kingdom horn or whatever, but I don't know. Um, 
if you wanted, if you, I think it'd be a good time if you pay attention to things like that, to, uh, or if you're interested in things like that, to look very closely. Um, let's see. So those are the four Bs. But uh, actually, uh, let me go back a little bit because I want to go back to the very first verse I read. Um, it says uh, in verse 4, James chapter 7, verse 4, Daniel chapter 7, verse 4, it says, let's go back to that one. The first was like a lion, and it had wings of an eagle. And I watched until its wings were torn off, and it was lifted up from the ground. So it stood on two feet like a human being, and the mind of a human was given to it. Now, this right here is very interesting. Um we see these these eagle's wings in here, and they were torn off from the lion. And uh, I believe this right here, the eagle's wings being separated from the lion, we know if we understand it, how I'm coming through it, that uh, Great Britain symbolizes the lion, and then they had wings, eagle's wings tore off of it. So I believe what God was showing Daniel symbols of the Declaration of Independence the Declaration of Independence, because uh, we know that America, guess where America comes from? They come from Britain. They was originally one of their colonies, but they separated themselves. And we know one of America's symbols is what? <laughs> what is one of America's symbols? We got the Statue of Liberty. Of course, we got Uncle Sam, but we also got the eagle. Um, so just like Britain has the British Lion, we have the, uh, the, the bald eagle. It's like basically our national our national bird or one of our national symbols, and we see it just about anything um, on a dollar bill. On the Great Seal of the United States, you see the eagle. Um, if you look in these articles, and I'm talking about it, if you look like at, at Time Magazine, you will have different in, in a Bloomberg News and all these different news news magazines and articles. If you Google American Eagle and look up images, you will see an eagle on on the front of these magazines representing the uh, United States of America. Um, and there's hundreds of articles that are like that. And uh, just like Germany has a leopard tank and Russia has the bear bomber, guess what America has? They have the McDonnell Douglas F-15 Eagle. <laughs> they actually have a, uh, a jet um, that is called the Eagle. Uh so, so um, it's very, it's very, very interesting that Daniel sees these things, these beasts, which represents nations, and they have these different animal symbols, and these animal symbols actually kind of like in in relationship or, or symbols to uh, what has happened over the last five, six hundred years within uh, these countries. Um, Britain and Germany and America, you know, for for uh, a lion, they have eagle wings plucked off, and in America and Britain, they have those same symbols. Maybe it means something else. Maybe it's a coincidence, but it, it seems like too much to me to uh, mistake this one. Um, but also, uh, uh, Daniel, you know, what well, he was not the only one who described these particular beasts. Actually, 600 years later, John wrote about them in the book of Revelation, so I want to go there. John wrote about these same beasts 600 years later in the book of Revelations. And one thing we got to remember about the Bible, 
is that the author is always the same. Uh, Jesus Christ, Father God, he's always the same, but he just had different people writing it for him. So he had Daniel writing it back then, and then he had John writing Revelations. So I want to start in Revelation chapter 13, verse 13. Revelation 13, verse 13. Um, actually, Revelation 13, I'm sorry, Revelation 13, verse 1. And the dragon stood on the shore of the sea, and I saw a beast coming out of the sea, and it had ten horns. There we go again with the horns. And seven heads with ten crowns on his horns, and each had a blasphemous name. And the beast I saw, the beast I saw resembled a leopard, but had feet like those of a bear, and a mouth like that of a lion. And a dragon gave the beast his power and his throne and great authority. So the dragon here is Satan. The dragon here is Satan. Um, and uh, excuse me, the dragon here is Satan. But one thing that's different um, about this, uh, the beast and Daniel chapters seven and Revelation chapter thirteen. If you didn't catch it, was uh, remember Daniel? He described several different beasts. He described like four or five different beasts. But John says it's only one beast. In Revelation uh, 13, 1 through 2, um, he says, and I saw a beast coming out. And the difference is between a beast is that, is that all the beasts are combined into one thing. All the anim- beasts or animals or whatever, they're combined into one single beast. As you see, it has the mouth of the lion, which is Great Britain, the feet of the bear, which is Russia, um, the leopard, which is Germany, then the Ten Horns Kingdom, which is that nation that we really kind of don't know what it is right now, uh, which is a coalition of nations, um, which will be actually led by the uh, Antichrist. So this Revelation 13, verse 1 through 2, is actually John is telling you the identity of the uh, nations that will be involved in the one world government. Of course, there will be more than those nations, but those are the nations that are kind of the leaders that are the dominant ones. So Revelation chapter 13, 1 through 2, we have the same beast that Daniel talked about um, 600 years before. Um, and let me read Revelation 13, verse 3. It says, one of the beasts, one of the, this says, one of the heads of the beast, because it says it has seven heads, one of the heads of the beast seemed to have had a fatal wound but the fatal wound had been healed, and the whole earth was filled with wonder and followed the beast. Okay, this right here, I believe this is the fatal wound is referencing as World War II Germany. We know what happened to Germany after World War II. It was divided and broken into two countries. It was divided into east and west, and they actually built a wall there, the German wall. And after that war, nobody thought Germany would be unified again or whatever because Russia had the uh, west side of it and then the east side of it I mean they had the east side of it then the west side of it was of course America and those who were not under the communist area but uh, I believe it was around 1989 or whatever uh, some of you guys who remember who are historians somewhere around that time that uh, the wall came down you ever remember the wall came down I believe actually uh 
Dave was it David Hasselhoff or somebody? He was actually singing and performing on there, and there was all these people on the wall and celebrating. Came down, and everyone thought until that around that time that Germany would never become a nation again. But Germany actually was united again as one nation, and uh, all the world was very happy and celebrated because they saw that West Germany, which was part of the, the uh, communism, had been kind of defeated. And then all of Germany was taken over by more democratic um, type of government. So everybody was happy and celebrating. So I believe that's what uh, the fatal wound had been healed. That's what I believe that is. Um, but what about America? I, we never did uh, get back to America about what what happens to them. Because when you look at the uh, this beast here that John talks about in Revelation, it, it says nothing about the eagle's wings. It talks about all the other nations, but you don't don't see that. So that's why I was like, well, maybe they was destroyed by a, a meteor or earthquake, you know, or, or all this stuff that's going on now. Maybe we just devour our own selves, you know. Those are probably possibilities, you know. Um, but I also think it could be another another possibility that it, that actually America survives, and I believe actually. Um, I my time too, but I'm going to go ahead and finish this part. But America, I believe that America will not be part of the uh, one world government. Now, that's what I said is just very, very controversial, but um, let me read this Revelation 12. This Revelation 12, um, verse 13. It says, when the dragon saw that he had been hurled to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. So again, remember the dragon is Satan, and he pursued the woman. The woman is the nation of Israel, and she had given birth to the male child, and we know the male child to be Jesus. In verse 14, it says, The woman was given the two wings of a great eagle so that she may fly to the place prepared for her in the wilderness, where she would be taken care of for times, times, and a half a time out of the serpent's reach. So we know time, times, and a half a time. Time is one year, times is two years, and a half a times is a half a year. So that's three and a half years. It says that the woman, Israel, will be given two wings of an eagle where she will be protected for three and a half years. And I believe it's possible, very likely, that these eagle's wings actually symbolize the United States of America. And the reason why I say that, because throughout the centuries, Nearly every nation, nearly every nation just about has wanted to see Israel destroyed and they actually try to do it themselves or they just desire it and try to get other people to do it. However, there has always been one nation that has always supported Israel. There's always been one nation that always supported Israel. Um, I just want to give you some few examples. On uh, November 29th, uh, 14, I'm sorry, um, 1947, y'all remember this, y'all um, people who study history, you know, November 29th, 1947, Israel needed 31 votes from the United Nations to become a nation. They needed 31 votes, and guess who was the 31st nation to vote, causing Israel to become a nation? It was the United States of America. Okay, um, another one in 1948, when uh when they announced the birth of Israel as a nation, 
um, when it was announced a year later. Um, Eleven minutes later, United States of America was the first nation to recognize Israel as a nation. In addition to that, um, the United States has used its veto power 42 times, over 42 times actually now, 42 times, over 42 times to protect the nation of Israel. So every time all these other countries wanted to do something, and you should see these votes, it'd be like a hundred and something countries voting against Israel, but because the United States is on, has veto power, it's usually like one or two or three countries actually voting um, in favor of Israel, but those two countries really don't count. The only country that counts is because the United States has so much power that uh, they use their veto power over 42 times to protect Israel. And just recently, uh, within the uh, last, within the last maybe two years, three years, um, something very un- extraordinary happened. Uh, the United States moved its embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. They're like, okay, what's, what's the difference with them moving an embassy? Well, Jerusalem is like one of the most disputed and debated territories. Uh, the Palestinians are saying that that's theirs, and a lot of the world agrees with them. But we know from Scripture that God says that Jerusalem is his city, and he's, his name is going to be there forever. Um, but a lot of these nations, when America moved their uh, embassy to uh, Jerusalem, they were very upset and angry at the United States of America for doing that because they're saying that that's not right. But uh, America is uh, supporting Israel in that way by moving their embassy to there, and that's very, very, very significant. Um Numbers chapter 24, verse 9. Numbers 24, verse 9, it says, uh, basically, it says, I'm not, I won't read the whole verse, but I'll read the, the, the second part of it. It says, whoever blesses Israel will be blessed, or whoever curses Israel will be cursed. So I believe uh, because the United States is standing with Israel, and they have standing with Israel all these times, and I would really necessarily don't think it's because of our smartness or wisdom, I think, is just the favor of God and the Holy Spirit directing the things behind the scenes and orchestrating them because he wants America to be blessed and he wants to protect Israel. So he's just using the United States basically as a pawn or a hammer to protect because nobody really wants to mess with the United States because they have one of the most toughest, probably the toughest armies in the whole world, and nobody wants to mess with them. Um, so this this is um, basically all this stuff. I know I said a lot to them close it up. But these are just, just different things that I I believe that's going on. I be, and a lot of these things are related to what's going on right now. I believe a lot of this trouble we're having that's going on in the nation with the, the COVID virus and these protests and all these kind of things, although there are injustices that have been happening in America and and though they're having people dying from this virus, there's something else going on in the spiritual that many people don't see. But I believe God is turning his people towards him and God is going to heal and bless America through all through all this drama and tragedy. And I I think we just at the beginning the beginning of uh the a great revival, but also I believe something more horrible things are gonna happen and are gonna come. But I believe when it's all said and done, America will still be here standing and fighting with Israel. Until till the uh, end of the uh, end of the age and the time when uh, 
our Lord and Savior comes back, then actually he'll be the one who actually will rescue Israel. America won't. They're just kind of like the temporary stopgap. But at the war Armageddon, when all the nations come down, actually invade, uh, Jesus Christ will come back himself and uh, in fighting them. And he's going to have come with him with many soldiers and troops with them to fight this battle. And uh, um, that right there is actually topic for another one. But I'll just, I'll just pose right there. And um, I'll just let uh, Dorothy, if she has anything she she wants to say or any comments or anything like that or anything she wants to add to it. Well, one of the places that I see America is, um, and I wish I remembered the verses, where it says, you know, there's going to be a hook in the jaw, and they're going to bring, they're going to attack the city of unruled villages. Can you say that again now? There's going to be a hook in the jaw, and... The enemies are going to be get among themselves and say, "Let's go attack the the city of unwalled villages." And I think that unwalled villages is America because I think we're the pretty few of the ones that have unwalled cities. Oh, okay. I need to look at that one. I haven't heard of that one. I wish I remembered the first. Yeah. Would be a lot easier, yeah. huh? Yeah, I was trying to see if I could find it on this thing. Let's see, it was ours. Um, okay, I found it. Okay. It's, that's Ezekiel 38, verse 11. Ezekiel 30, verse 11. It says, you will say, let me, let's see. You will say, I will invade a land of unwalled villages, and I will attack a peaceful and unsuspecting people, all of them living without walls and without gates and bars. Um, in the verse, let's see what's and I will plunder and loot and turn my hand against the resettled ruins and the people gathered from the nations, rich in livestock and goods, that is living at the center of the land. Um, so maybe I don't know. Maybe that could be could be one too. I, I don't know about that one. I had to study study more into that one. Ezekiel chapter that's Ezekiel chapter thirty eight verse eleven. Um, Figures it would be in Ezekiel. <laughs> yeah, Ezekiel he has a whole lot of prophet, prophecies too about the whole. He, his books is very good too with prophecies. So, yes, yeah, I have to look. I have to look more into that one. But um, I guess it's some almost time. I will close close out in prayer. I will close out in prayer, and I think that's a that's the last one I will do on, on this one and, and the revelations, and then I'll just get back to the regular ones that I usually do. <clears throat> um, 
the regular ones that I usually do. Um, I guess I'll just close, close out in prayer. Um, Father, we thank you for your goodness, grace, and mercy. We thank you for your salvation, Father. We ask you, Father, Lord, that you would draw us closer towards you, to your goodness, your grace, your mercy, and salvation, Father. Thank you for filling us with your spirit, protecting your people, God, Lord, from all hurt, harm, and danger, Father, Lord, in these crazy, crazy times, Father. Um, strengthen the, uh, strengthen um, our governors, our mayors, Father, Lord, our president, Father, Lord, our councilmen, our congress, Father, Lord, our troops, oh, Father, Lord, our doctors and nurses, Father, Lord, help them all, Father, Lord, to turn towards you and seek you during this time, Father. Even, even Father, Lord, our custodians, everyone, Father, Lord, with, with these different titles, Father, Lord. I know some have more say than others, but, Father, Lord, help, help all, Father, Lord, help all people, even the children, Father, Lord, because you say you want to use uh, your, your um, sons, your sons and your daughters and the old people and young people, you don't discriminate. You want to use all, Father Lord. Even the word says you want to use every nation, tribe, and some fellow. You don't care what language they talk, what country they from, their color, their skin. You want to use them all, Father. So help us to be yield to you, fellow, with the whole heart. In the uh, mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Our country is undergoing such enormous stress right now. I think what bothers me me the most is the fact that so many of our people, our citizens, are believing lies and allowing themselves to be manipulated through their emotions. That really sticks in my craw. It really does. Well, yeah, the thing is we can't focus on that. I know it's like really hard, but even the scripture says that uh, there's going to be a lot of deception going on, even possibly even to deceive the elect. So someone's not grounded in a word and grounded in scripture, even though like a lot of things that people are deceived is not something with the Bible, even in the Bible, you know. (laughs) But if, they, if they're going right. to be deceived by the Bible, just all this this other elementary stuff that should be clearly seen, plainly seen, you know, that's just going to knock them off their feet, <laughs> you know. So it's like everything is, is headed into one direction and it's headed in, it's like a ball rolling down a hill, you know. But I believe he he has a plan and it's going to be revealed. But we just had a – the only thing we can do really is, is pray and do keep on keep on preaching. And help with helping our neighbor, and then Father God, I guess he he'll do the rest. You know, he is like he always waits. He always waits to the uh, last minute. <laughs> it seems like to do stuff. He's like, yeah, he's like, uh, like, like you know, like the movie yeah. director. He's like, you know, when you ever yep. seen any of those movies, and then they be like everything be intense, and like, why is this thing not working? And it's like they defuse the bomb at the last second, or they save the person, or or figure out the thing. That's that's why these movies, I guess, they didn't learn from God to do stuff like that. I don't know. <laughs> God is he wish the last last minute. I don't know. Yeah, I'd yeah. like to be able to see what he's doing more clearly myself with the amount of deception and 
And, and people that should know better are being deceived, you know, or that you think should know better. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. And I just don't like people being used and manipulated. I just don't. But that's just me. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't think anybody anybody likes that, but this it will happen. But I, I believe it's, it's something's going to turn it around. If not, God is still in control. So if he got it. He's got to figure it out. You know. You got to figure it out. As I was watching all these things happening, it's like you can let that stuff just destroy destroy your immune system. You know, even the Bible says people are going to be dying because their hearts are going to faint because everything is happening and all the deception, you know. So, yeah. It, it, it tears people up just seeing everything. And I'm not saying that you can't be hurt or whatever. Because you should be, your heart should be hurt, hurt for it, you know, hurt, hurt, hurt for it. Like, oh man, I can't believe they're doing this. They're doing that, but then you can take that energy and just pray. And then I believe Father God is using His angels to do stuff behind the scenes that we don't even know. So, and whoever's going to be in heaven, heaven on the last, and His kingdom is going to be there. So He got, He got their name written in the Book of Life. So we just need to fight for the ones that just around us who who names are in there, but they're not in there yet. So we have to fight for them, because you know more people is is going to choose not to be with the Father in the end. So, which is very sad, and as much as sad as we about it, Father God, He's very sad about that. I just want to go out and shake them by the shoulders and say, what's the matter with you? (laughs) (laughs) Think about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But anyway, it is what it is. Father's got it. Yeah, he is. But but what you're doing with the the, uh, the podcast and the book, the things like that, with the different guests you have on there, that's that's what you're doing. You're shaking them, you know. You're shaking them that way, <laughs> shaking them that way, you know, shaking their spirit. I know you probably want to be actually out there on the on on the streets with them. <laughs> I do. You know? I do. I want to go into these, you know, schools that. I mean, and this isn't just what they're doing to blacks, telling them they can't be anything because they're black. They're doing that to white kids, too. They did that to my grandson. Said, you will never amount to anything because you have a learning disability. That's what they do these yeah. teachers anymore. What is wrong with them? Yeah, they, yeah it's very bad. I, yeah, it's, they just destroying their future. Like giving them no hope yeah. in the very beginning. It's just, it's awful. It's horrible. I would love to go into the inner cities. Of course, I'd probably be knocked out like that old 92 year old <laughs> woman with her grocery cart. <laughs> but <laughs> don't let anyone tell you you're less than. You could do whatever you want to do. Used to be teachers gave messages of hope and instruction and 
Not anymore. Yeah. I don't need, I have no idea how to fix that. I have no idea other than, you know, prayer, but <clears throat> excuse me. But anyway, thank you, Jimmy. That was a nice lesson. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do a regular. I'm gonna go back to the regular, regular one next week. The ones I do more of. But thank you, thank you, and thank you everyone for listening and tuning in. Thank y'all. Thank you, thank you. Yes, and and you have a blessed evening. And you know, Father, bless everyone listening now and in the future. Yeah. And look for opportunities to tell our children that they can do whatever they want to do. They can be whatever they want to be. You know, look for those opportunities. Probably get out a little bit more than I do, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, good night, Jameer. I've just been, I have been watching the news, and I've been praying for all these people and loosing the angels of ministering and war and, it just makes me so sad to see people so hopeless and deceived and manipulated. Yes, yes, yes. It's a yeah. It's a lot. Even like he's looking, there's so much stuff going on in these other countries too. What's going on yep. in Hong Kong, and then what's going on in India? It's very bad. Very bad things going on. There. a lot of shaking going on for sure. Yeah. Yeah, he's very busy. He's very, very busy. Yeah, I'm sure he's not getting any sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they sleep anyway, but yeah. All right. Good night, Jameer. Oh yes, good good night good night also uh you have a good good week, blessed week and I I will um talk to you next week. Talk to you next week, yes. Okay. <laughs>